Welcome to Tech Law Chat, our series of Coffee Break podcasts from Four Palm Court. I'm Matthew Levy. And I'm Ian Munro. In this episode, we explore some issues relating to online harms. Ian, what's the scenario? Our client is a tech startup that recently launched a new social media platform called Raggle. It provides streams of shared video content, which are tailored by algorithm to each user. They've only been running for a few months, but already there are reports of pornography being viewed by children. Raggle currently doesn't have any features to deal with this, and they simply don't have the manpower for manual policing. So they would like our advice as to their regulatory risk, and they need help working out where to focus their energies. They're aware of the online harms white paper and the proposals to oblige social media platforms to protect their users from various kinds of harm. Their takeaway from looking at that paper is that unless and until the legislation comes in, they're okay from a legal perspective. Well, if they ask the narrow question of what they need to do as a social media platform, they're probably right. And they get the benefit, of course, of the e-commerce directive Article 14, provided they don't have actual knowledge of illegal activity on their platform, and provided they take prompt steps to do something about it when they do, they're absolved from liability. But it's not necessarily quite as simple as that, because it seems at least possible that our client's offering a video sharing platform service within the meaning of Part 4B of the Communications Act 2003, and that changes everything. The definition of video sharing platform is not entirely straightforward, but in broad terms, a commercial internet service in the UK that involves presenting and organising of videos uploaded by users is likely to be caught. This means that they'll need to be registered with Ofcom or face potential criminal sanctions, and it also gives rise to a bunch of statutory obligations, for example around advertising. Particularly pertinent to our clients' current concerns is the requirement to take appropriate measures to protect under-18s from videos and audiovisual commercial communications that contain restricted material. Under the statute, examples of appropriate measures include drafting user terms and conditions that prohibit the uploading of unacceptable material, adding flagging features for users to flag the inappropriate material, age verification features, and other examples. However, The question of what Raggle needs to do is not clear-cut. An appropriate measure is to be determined by what is practical and proportionate, taking into account such matters like the size and nature of the service, the material in question, the characteristics of the persons to be protected, and the rights and interests at stake. Given the problems Raggle are having, It's important to flag that under the statute, restricted material that has the most potential to harm the physical, mental or moral development of persons under the age of 18 must be subject to the strictest access control. So guidance is needed on how that's to be judged. And for that, I think we should speak to Dr. Elena Martellozzo, a criminologist and associate professor at Middlesex University, who has particular expertise in researching young people's online behaviour, sexual abuse online risk and victimisation. Hi, is that Eleanor? Yes, hi Matthew. So I've read your note and I think I have the context. Brilliant. So diving straight in, not all harmful online materials equally bad. As I understand it, there's a spectrum. Yes, Matthew. And there is a huge amount of content that can be harmful to children. But you're correct. 
there is a spectrum of harm and we cannot protect children from it all, unfortunately. So it's important to focus on what we know that has a negative impact on children's well-being. And we know quite a lot. There is empirical evidence that suggests that some online content has potential to cause harm if viewed by children, like, for example, online pornography. There is a great concern that when young people access this material, it would normalize harmful behavior and affect their future and emotional and psychological development. The degree of harm is not just about the nature of the material. It also depends partly on the child and partly on the context. There's another element that it's important, and that's the age of the child. By law, as you know, a child is anyone under the age of 18. But there's a big difference between being a 17-year-old choosing to view pornography and an eight-year-old being involuntarily exposed to it. As you know, Raggle has limited resources, and so it needs to prioritise. So of all the potential harms out there, where should it focus its resources? Well, my experience tells me that he would be, without a doubt, child sexual exploitation, but also the hosting of any harmful content. So just to give you an idea, children are exploited online, either by offenders who expose a child to unwanted sexual content or unwanted material via the internet, the creation, the distribution and the collection of images, and to uninvited requests for sexual conversations. And what should Raggle do to stop its platform being misused in that way? Well, there's a lot that Raggle could do. I think a good start would be to become a member of the Internet Watch Foundation, which is a UK-based self-regulatory organisation that seeks to reduce the availability of child sexual abuse and criminally obscene content on the internet. The organisation's job is really to eradicate any child sexual abuse images and videos on the internet by using some really cutting-edge technology that would help them find, remove, disrupt and prevent child sexual abuse imagery online. If Raggle, for example, were to find some harmful material, what they need to do is really to report it to the IWF. So what they need to do is to really invest on those reporting tools and automate them so that, for example, if an image or a video is flagged up, it goes straight to the IWF list and this should immediately be removed without having to wait for any human to review it. Stepping back from Raggle specifically for a moment, have you got any brief general thoughts about what the industry as a whole should be doing? I think that, you know, tech companies need really to provide a greater transparency about their content moderation in terms of what can they do to be more proactive and more effective. And what they should also do is really to be transparent about their investment in and resources of content moderation and need to invest more in resources in human content moderation as well. Thank you so much, Eleanor, for that incredibly useful insight, which will, of course, pass straight on to Raggle. So there's plenty for Raggle to think about. First, although in the absence of online harms legislation, the statutory obligations on social media platforms are relatively light, 
A social media platform that is also a video sharing platform does have various duties under the Communications Act 2003, and those duties involve putting in place measures to protect children from harm. Second, there is a spectrum of harms. So if there is limited resource, effort needs to be expended wisely on the most serious harms and where it will have the most impact. Finally, it is vital to have transparent and effective reporting systems for objectionable material. Thank you for listening to our podcast about online harms. For references and citations, visit us at techlaw.chat. And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is provided for the purposes of general education and entertainment only and does not constitute legal advice. The presenters disclaim all liability for the consequences of reliance being placed on what they have said. The value of investments can go down as well as up and you may never recover the time devoted to listening to this podcast.